Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Okay, so this morning our message is renewing your mind. And um, so that you can believe. Renewing your mind so you can believe. So uh, I just want to tell you that we are not just in a political season right now. How many of you are like, are the aliens going to show up next week? Because I don't know, this is crazy. And if they do, by the way, I was the one that prophesied it. <laughs> but here's the truth. We are not just in a political season right now, but we are in the greatest shift that the body of Christ has ever experienced in the history of mankind. And I say that with boldness and great humility. But I'm telling you, everybody that is awake knows something else is afoot. And they know that God is moving in a big way. And this is the greatest shift that's happened to the body of Christ since Christ came the first time. And I believe that you are the generation of the Lord's return. Now, I don't know how long that's going to be, but I can tell you it's looking like it's around the corner. So that's good news. The bad news is things are going to get crazy. But here's some more good news. God actually knew who was going to be on the earth for such a time as this. And he actually created you for crazy. So, welcome to your homecoming. <laughs> You're like, finally, I'm feeling like I belong. <laughs> so, the truth is, we're really out of time. And I'm kind of yelling at you here to ready yourselves. Because the, the cry right now is, people get ready, Jesus is coming. And so... Uh, my promise to you, mine and John, our promise to you is that we have dedicated our lives for the preparation of the bride for the return of Jesus. And so my guarantee to you is that I will do everything in my power to prepare you so that you will be ready for the days of shaking. And that you will be not just ready, but you will be prepared for the great exploits. You will be ready in the knowledge of who Jesus is, and you will do great exploits in these days. Can I get a hallelujah? It is truly your finest hour. It is truly your finest hour. I'm prophesying to this room, the people in this room, the people in storehouse, and the people that are watching online. We do not have to fear the enemy, but we will. The enemy is trying to overtake us, but God is raising up a people that will overtake him. So there is a shift that is happening. There is an empowerment that is happening. There is an awakening that we are in the middle of. It's not coming. It is actually here. And the shaking is unto the waking. Okay? Oh. Somebody knit that on a pillow. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I start prophesying in rhymes, you know it's going to be good. 
All right, so Jesus shows up on the scene. And what is the first thing that he does? He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And so his whole message was about the kingdom. He didn't say, repent, because I'm going to build me a church, and you guys are going to bake casseroles. <laughs> he said, no. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I was, I, I, when I was visiting churches before I was saved and filled with fire, um, I used to go, and I was thinking, could this get any worse? Somebody help me. Seriously. But, but, but the beauty of Jesus is he's not boring. It said that he had, he had more joy than everybody, all of his companions, right? I mean, this guy was on fire. You can imagine some of the stories he would tell. And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Let's go heal someone, shall we? Let's go get drunk in the Holy Spirit instead of drunk in wine. However, he did drink wine. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for permission. Can I get an amen? <laughs> All right. Uh, so he said, repent, 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 repent. So right now, again, we're in a shift. And so he's saying the same thing. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Now, it never really left, but you guys kind of got confused along the way over the last 2,000 years, and you forgot how it worked. So there's a big old, we're going to give you uh, 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 I'm going to remind you of the truth of, of how the kingdom works. And so I need people to go up and come down and go up and come down. Your job description is not unlike the angels, okay? You're going to go stand before God, hear what he says, see what he does, bring it down to the earth, and distribute it, right? So uh, you just deliver bread. That's all you do. Okay, simple. It's the simple gospel. Anybody can do it. If you've got eyes, how many of you have eyes? And if you have ears, you ought to be able to see and hear. And how many of you have a mouth? I know every woman in this room has a mouth because I get you, girl. <laughs> You're like, what do you, my husband one time took me hunting and he was like, he got me up in that deer stand and he said, are you wearing perfume? And I was like, yes. I was in a camo, and my hair was done. And I was like, yes. And he said, honey, no, you can't wear perfume. The deer will smell you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then he's sitting there very quietly, and so I start talking. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, this is a great opportunity. We're alone. We're in a deer stand. Let me tell you about the deep things of my heart. Right, ladies? And he's like, shh. You can't talk while you hunt. And I'm like, what made you think I would enjoy this? <laughs> Why is this fun? All right, ladies, can I get an amen? You know what? I'm speaking to you. You're like, right? Let's go shop. We'll talk and shop. Anyway, where was I? Talking, right. All right, so he said this. Jesus said this. Okay, blah, back to my notes. Jesus said this. He said, repent. Repent means to change your mind. So the first thing he says when he comes upon the scene is he said, look, 
I'm about to introduce a new concept to you. I'm about to introduce to you something that is going to be completely foreign to you. Therefore, your mind is going to have to change in order to comprehend it, to apprehend it, and to begin to function in it. And so he said, you're going uh, to, to repent means this, to change your mind, to change your understanding, and to change your perspective. Because the things that I'm about to show you and the things that I'm about to tell you are not going to fit in this mind of yours. And if you got saved later in life, like John and I, then you got a whole lot of, of the world stored up in your mind, and it takes you a lot longer to do a brain flush, okay? So it took John and I, what, babe, like, I don't know, forever until yesterday to kind of get this. <laughs> I know, exactly. So... Um, I had these methodologies, I had these um, processes that I had learned in the earth, and John and I uh, were fairly successful in business and the marketplace, and, you know, we're doing life, we've got all these kids, we've got friends, we're like, whatever, you know, this is what life is all about, and in our own, you know, before we knew the Lord. So we were, we were somewhat successful doing it on our own. So when God came in and he said, no, 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 the way that you're doing it is wrong, which is why, it, you know, it was hard for us because it was like, well, but here's all of this experience and wisdom that I learned in the earth, and I was fairly successful in it. And see, that's why he said it is, it is harder that for a rich man to enter into the kingdom and the kingdom ways because he's so successful in doing it the way of the earth. And he said, but, but my, my kingdom is a supernatural kingdom. And even though you may, you may have realized success in the earth, I'm telling you, dude, you, dude and dudettes, you are leaving so much still that is for you that is being left undone. The success that you have is a measure of what God wants to do in and through you through his supernatural kingdom. So I prefer to do it on earth as it is in heaven. And I've learned this the hard way, not on earth as it is in earth. Whew, I'm telling you, on earth as it is in earth, one plus one equals two. On earth as it is in heaven, one plus one equals 10,000. And you're like, well, I don't understand that. Well, okay, I don't either. But anyway, it happens. So your natural world is going to be run and managed by a supernatural world. Your reality is going to be superimposed by an invisible force that will change everything in your life to line up with heaven and bring you the greatest joy. All you have to do is believe. Renew your mind so that you believe in the supernatural above what you see with your natural eyes. And you're like, but I don't know how that's going to happen. Exactly. Okay? The invisible will change the visible. Romans 1.20 says this. For since creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Amen, sister. She likes Romans. So back in the old days, like 100 years ago, if people wanted to communicate, 
okay, more than 100 years ago. I'm trying to think, where are we? Okay, maybe 120 years ago. If people wanted to communicate, what they would do is they would get out a, a piece of paper and a pen, and they would write a letter. And sometimes it would take a week, sometimes it would take months, sometimes whatever. And so new news became old news by the time it got there, right? But, you know, it got carried around, sometimes on horseback, sometimes, you know, on the trains. But, but the mail finally got there. That's how we communicated to each other. Well, today, you know, Matthew could be across town. He could be in another country or whatever. And we could be talking on the phone and he'd say, hey, send me, that, send me that PDF that you wanted me to have. And I would send it to him while talking to him on my phone. It would appear to him in seconds magically, like it goes through the air. <laughs> I don't get this whole Bluetooth thing, but it works. You see, the kingdom is just like that. There's this invisible realm that actually has power, actually functions better than the things in the natural. But see, we're still going, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to write a letter. Because you don't understand, because you can't fit it in your brains. And there's this, there's this supernatural God, king of the universe, that, that, I mean, you can just look at the stars and go, well, I couldn't have done that. It's exactly that way. Don't try to understand it. Just do it. All right? The kingdom system is run on the word of God, number one. And your belief in the truth of the word of God over the things that are happening in your life. Okay? Two things. The word of God and your belief of what is happening in the word of God. That's why we don't have people at storehouses. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Nobody here is sick. Nobody here has the coronavirus. Do you know why that is? Because the word of the Lord says that we don't have to do that. Now, if you do have coronavirus, call me. I'll pray for you, and you'll get healed. Why do I say that? Am I being, am I, am I being prideful? No, I'm not. I'm saying this is what the word says, and I am fully convinced in the word. Therefore, I will go forth and heal you. I can't tell you. There, and there have been people in, in our community that got the coronavirus because it's a bug. Whatever. It's no big deal. It's not a pandemic. Sorry, saw it. Um, but it's a bug. But guess what? God is over bugs. His name is above every name. His uh, it's like, whatever. It's a bug. God kills cancer. He heals broken. He healed a broken foot the other day, right here, surgery, everything. She was a mess and had a boot, and that thing got taken care of, right? Because of Jesus. The word of God is used and has to be used in order for this new system of the kingdom to work. Jesus died. He died on the cross to give us his word again. He tore the veil. He's, he tore the veil. What did he tear the veil to? From heaven to earth. Now heaven to earth is open. What comes falling out that, that doorway? Words. Heaven has words. See, here's how it works. God has a thought. Jesus is the word. The Holy Spirit is the deliverer. God has a thought. Jesus turns it into a word, and the Holy Spirit distributes it. 
God has a thought. Jesus turns it into a word, and the Holy Spirit distributes it. It's the triune. That's how that works. You go into heaven, and you do what? There are words up there that belong to you. And so you go find your word, you bring it down to the earth, and then your problem, or you think you have a problem, gets solved because the word of God then comes over that problem and begins to bring the problem down. Okay. Turn in the page. Hold on. So the territory that you have been called to occupy is actually already occupied. There's already somebody camped out on your property. So you got to get rid of them, right? So you got to go get rid of that. And so you got to learn how to battle. And the word is actually called a sword. Why? Because you are warriors and you are in the army of God and you have this sword. And, and so this word is made up of the most beautiful stories. You know, Noah and the ark. All those little animals going into that boat. Boy, that's an amazing story. And then you've got Moses, right? And he's got that staff and the Red Sea and all of that, right? And the Ark of the Covenant. So amazing. You know, so you've got all of these stories. This word is not just stories. This word is actually a weapon. And those that know how to wield the word will make the word work for them. Those that know how to use the word, then the word will begin to work for them. So if you find yourself stuck, and you're like, man, I've been in this season for a really long time. I am telling you, a season is a season. A wilderness season should only last a season. If it's lasting any longer than a season, then you need to learn how to wield the word. And you need to stab that stinking devil through its heart and get him out of your way. So you can get on with the business of, of bringing God's kingdom to the earth. Amen? I'm not yelling at you. I'm just passionate. Sam goes, my son is like, mom, you're yelling. So, oh, sorry. So the kingdom of heaven does not function with the wisdom of man. I kept trying to get I kept trying to get things to work because I had so much experience in business and marketing. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I know how to do this. I know how to build. I know how to, you know, marketing plans and programs. Have you ever tried to market like a house of prayer? <laughs> People come to me and they go, You need to put a billboard up there. And I was like, oh, okay. Here's the thing. God said, you raise, uh, you raise up the name of Jesus and I'll draw all men to you. That's his marketing plan. You know, you try that in a boardroom in America, they'll be like, what are you talking about? We've got a plan. Okay. Uh, the foundation of this operating system is built on words from heaven. So we have to renew our minds. And see, that's really where the battle comes in. Um, the battle of the mind. Okay. Because it first takes place here. Before you're going to see anything that happens in your life, if this has not been renewed, good luck. Because you're just going to stand there and argue with yourself and usually uh, accuse people and criticize and blah, 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 blah. Yep, it's true. Romans, this is actually my new favorite scripture. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. 
He, Abraham, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Okay, I want you to look at that again. All right, Abraham didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief. So God promised something. So what happened? Well, the word happened. He held the word. So the word came. He held the word. He believed the word over his circumstances. And he's like, man, Sarah's getting old. Whew, this better happen fast. So, but he's holding the word. And he's like, but God said. And so he kept the word. That means that word kept means he meditated on it that he, he considered it, that it was so valuable to him. And it was, it was higher than all of the circumstances and the things that were happening. So he was strengthened in what he believed, giving glory to God and being fully convinced, not partially convinced, that what God had said or promised, he was also able to perform. So in this, being fully convinced, See, this is the place where renewing your mind comes in. There is no way, say no way, okay? There is no way for you to be fully convinced and to be like Abraham unless your mind has been renewed. Now, I just want to warn you about this message, okay? I may go an hour and a half today. I don't know. It depends on how funny I am, okay? And... Because we don't do 20-20 here. We don't do 20 minutes of worship and 20 minutes of... So we're just not... That's just not our the way we flow. And here's the thing. My heart is to train up an army. Okay? So this is one of those training sessions. So if you need to go, Lindsay, then go ahead and go. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right. So... He said this, I want you to repent, number one. I'm going to number these because I know y'all like numbers. Number one, you're going to repent. Change your mind, okay? So you're like, Father, I just, I'm sorry about, I repent about the things that I thought. They're not right because my life is not functioning. So I just repent, okay? Number two, he said, renew your minds, okay? You've got to renew your minds. Number three, you've got to build and understand how, how words work, Okay? You have to understand how to work the words of God, okay? Um, Psalm 119.105 says this, your word is a light to my path. Psalm 119.133, direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. So the word is going to establish your future, period, in the kingdom. In the kingdom, this is how it goes, all right? I'm walking along my path. This is my path. The word is actually going to pave the direction that you're going to go. So it's like a yellow brick road. His streets are, you know, paved with gold. So, so what you're doing is you're actually speaking these things. And as you speak these things, what happened is that the reality of heaven comes down to earth and begins to open everything up for you. Did you know that the word of God controls the hearts and minds of men? The Bible says that it does. 
Therefore, when you apprehend the word, what's coming from heaven and the word of God, you line up with God's will, but everything else around you has to come into alignment with God's will. That means all of the breakthrough that you're crying and whining about, God is saying, I gave you the breakthrough when I died on the cross. Now it's time for you to go in prayer, get my word, and begin to slay the demon and apprehend your future. Amen? And you're like, but I just want to tell all my friends about it and whine about it. I want to have a pity party because it makes me feel good. I know I'm speaking to some of you. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, but I just need counsel. <laughs> Psalm twenty-two, eighteen. They divide my okay. Okay, this is great. All right, so. Why, here's a question for you. Why did they divide Jesus' clothing at the cross? Why did the, why did the Roman, now you already know this answer. Why did the Roman soldiers divide Jesus' clothing? It was already prophesied. Like a thousand years before. It's not like, oh, yeah, that prophecy, you know, uh, 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 Jesus said this, like, last year, so therefore, I'm reminded of that. We can have his clothes. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. What happened is a thousand years beforehand, it was prophesied by David, and so he's, he's, and what happened? The word stayed in the land, and then when the time came, they stepped into the fulfillment of the word, and the word worked, even though it was for generations that weren't even there. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so this, is what, this is what David said uh, in, in Psalm 22, verse 18. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. Matthew 27, 35. Here we are. We're in the fulfillment. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Let me tell you something. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. You can trust God to fulfill his word in your life. All you have to do is be faithful to pray, to ask, to distribute, and then walk into that reality. Amen. So the word of God controls the, action minds, uh, the actions, the minds, and the words of men. All right, now how, here's the thing about that. The enemy tries to do the same through lies and deception, manipulation, and control. It's called witchcraft, which is releasing words that conflict with the word of God. Have you ever known somebody that's in witchcraft? Like white witchcraft, like church witchcraft? <laughs> it's called gossip. Yep, that's right. Or when you're not getting your way, so therefore what you're going to do, instead of actually asking God for his solution, it's okay. I know how this works. I'm going to come up with my own solution. I mean, I've done that. I'm like, well, you know, I, this isn't like something God would want to be involved in. So I'm going to take the matters in my own hands. And that never, never, never goes well for me. Especially the closer I get to the throne room, the closer I get to, to, uh, to God's heart. I've, he's not letting me get by with anything. It's just like, nope, you didn't ask me for that. Oh, how's that going for you? Somebody send her an angel. 
Remind her how the kingdom works again because she's doing it wrong. Um, so the word. So let's review four things. The word of God, number one, is not a bunch of stories. It's not just a bunch of stories. Number two, the word of God isn't just a bunch of principles to live by. The word of God isn't just a bunch of do's and don'ts. I, that's what I used to think of the church. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go over there. Those people aren't having any fun. But I was wrong because this is the most fun I've ever had. Number four, the word of God is living and active. It is creative, anointed, and it's supposed to be used. Okay? It's four things about the word. I know y'all wrote those down. Or you have a, like a photographic memory. I don't know. All right. So now I want to do something that I don't do a lot of, but um, have y'all ever heard of Caroline Leaf? Don't you love that woman? She is a gift to the body of Christ and has, has really uh, married uh, science and the word, which, uh, you know, of course, science has finally caught up with the word of God. So I want to read some of these things to you, okay, about renewing your mind. So science calls the mind and what happens in the mind the magic trees of the mind. Isn't that interesting? Could something, could it be true that the, the two trees that were in the garden, which I'm about to show you, actually are in your brain? It's fascinating, fascinating stuff. See, your brain is made up of neurons that look like trees. It's crazy. Your brain functions at 400 actions per second. Well, that's an average. Some of you are more, some of you are less. <laughs> I may be at 200. I'm just saying. I mean 600. I'm going to prophesy. I'm at 600. All right. Everything that comes into your brain through your five senses converts into a structural thought in your brain that looks like trees. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? Can you see that? Is it fuzzy? All right. You have 100 billion nerve cells in your brain. Each nerve cell can grow up to 200,000 branches. We have 3 million years of space in our brains to build memories. What? A thought is real, and it occupies mental real estate. Every single time you have a thought. Every time we listen or we see something, it results in a choice we make resulting in thoughts or memories that we are building in our brain. The scientists have come up to, uh, they've come to a conclusion. These are scientists that are not believers. They have discovered that humans are wired for love. That our natural, the natural way that we were created is we were created for love. We are made in God's image and we are wired naturally for these things and for reproduction of healthy trees. You see, God said, I lay before you life and death. Choose life. And so he's saying, you guys have a free will about your minds and about renewing your minds. 
you get to decide where you're going to camp out. Are you going to camp out with all of that negative thought life? Or are you going to renew your minds and begin to meditate on the things that are good, the things that are noble, and the things that God has said? <clears throat> Talking to some people here. When we hold on to negative thoughts, when we experience life events that create trauma, shame, fear, and bitterness, and we hold on to this, you see the, oh, put those two trees up again. What it does is it actually creates that little bitty spindly looking tree. And, and so it creates pathways and so your thought goes in through those bulbs, like a bulb of a tree, like a root system of a tree. Um, and so you see those two trees there. You've got one that's been created through trauma and, and negative experiences through your past life. And then you see the other one. This is what a, uh, the full tree, this is what a tree through positive experiences and positive words, what, it creates the big, beautiful tree. Um, so what they've discovered is that both of those trees are in your brain. Well, what happens is that when, when you get born again, you need to not just repent and change your mind, but you've got to begin to renew your mind by the washing of the word, which is why the word is so important. Did you know that only 17% of believers have even read the Bible. 17% have even read the Bible according to Barna. They, they, they only 17% of believers today even believe the Bible. But we can do a lot with 17%. Amen? All right. So... So, so the negative, so you've got this, this, this negative tree and you've got this positive tree, okay? So put up the other slide. Thank you. Oh, look, there you go. You're already up there. So you've got these two and, and both of these trees are being planted with seeds. The seed, according to the word, uh, according to the Bible, is the word. The, it, so, so when you see the word seed in the word, like the parable of the, of the sower of the seeds, that, that is the word of God. That seed is the word of God. So, so whatever, you're, whatever you're planting, that's what you're going to get. And so what happens is that when you've had all this bad stuff happen, you've got to, because if you've had all this bad stuff happen, you've got these little spindly trees in your brain. They're there in your brain. And, and in order to shift that, you've got to change what's coming out of your mouth. And so when stuff comes in, let's say bad stuff keeps coming in or you've got a fight with your wife or whatever. And, 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 um, and so you've got that little spindly tree. Well, what happens is that the, all of those thoughts and everything are going to go through that tree and they're going to produce the same outcome of anger, hatred, shame, whatever it is. And so you get caught in these patterns of behavior your whole life where, you, where the, you're getting the same outcome over and over and over again. What is it? What is the old saying? 
You expect different results, but you're not willing to change your, the things that you're doing? Insanity? I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. So, so Caroline Leaf, through their studies, what they found is what God said. God said that the word will actually renew your mind. What he's saying is that, that, that as you read the word, not just read the word, but you have to speak the word. Why? They did a study in Australia. They found that your spoken voice has more power over the, the, the dynamics and the neurons in your brain than any other voice that speaks to you. So, so that means that Christ in you, with you, speaking out of you, is actually going to renew your mind when you get the word out of your, out of your mind. Okay? Oh, let me go back to my notes. <clears throat> okay. And here's the thing. You can measure this. You know what's in your brain by what's coming out of your mouth. You know what's in your brain because you can judge the fruit in your life. Because the kingdom of heaven is love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. Healthy and unhealthy thought life. So, Again, you can judge the tree by the fruit that you see. There, I did it again. Ah, this might be a thing. So here's a couple of questions that I want to ask you. Do you get triggered? Do you get triggered? Church, do you get triggered in a negative way? Well, that means something's happening up there. And it ain't that big old bushy tree. Okay, that means that your thought life is going through that negative part. And that negative, what happens is that as you begin to speak the word of God over your mind, what happens is this. The other tree, the spindly negative tree, begins to atrophy. And so what happens is as you do this, you strengthen your mind with the word of God. You begin to build the fruitful tree and it becomes the pathway that all of your experiences start to journey through. So, so when I say about believing, what happens is that you've got to fortify, you've got to have a fortified tree that, that as events come in, what you see and what you hear, because you can't control what you see and you hear, but you can control how you react because it's not the actions of others that are going to get you in trouble, it's your reaction to their action, okay? And so we got to keep moving forward. And, and I've, I've experienced this in my own life, and it's just been incredible because now it's just like, well, nothing really scares me anymore. I mean, they're like, disease. I'm like, disease? Pfft, what are you talking about? There's no disease in heaven. You know, and that seems crazy, and people go, well, you don't know because, you know, the CDC said whatever, and I'm like, I don't care. My God is not the CDC, and I know what the Word says, and I've spent time building healthy trees in my brain, and I have these other things that have just died. They're like, I can't get into that tree because that tree has so... Uh, rotted, the root system of that tree is gone. Therefore, we got to go over here into this pathway, which reproduces the word in my life, okay? 
So how do you use the word? All right, let me, let me, let me back up. Okay, so do you get triggered with anger, okay? Do you have constant cycles of drama in your life? <laughs> right? Am I right? Okay. Um, do you struggle with fear? Like something happens and you're like, oh, kind of takes your breath away. Oh, no, I got fired. I'm so scared. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Okay. Now, that's a normal reaction, but you go, okay, well, here's it. And I want to give you a, a secret of mine. I don't have any problems. N nothing that happens is my problem. It belongs to the Lord. I'm like, God, what are you going to do about this? Because it ain't my problem. It's yours. This is your problem because I'm following you. I'm faithful to the things that you've called me to do. I'm spending my life before you listening to your word. Therefore, you need to go take care of this. And he always says to me, well, you need to go take care of this, and this is how you need to do it. Oh, okay, that sounds good. So I don't really have to worry about it. I just have to listen, and I just have to see, and then I go do that, right? Because he's a good dad, and he takes care of his kids. Do you struggle with depression? Or do you struggle with addictions? This takes care of all of it. You know how the, sin, the, the, the church has kind of camped out on the sin, the sin place? Let's just deal with your sin. Don't do that. Now, look, I'm not a hyper-grace preacher. We are holiness people. But I'm telling you, if you think you're going to get rid of sin without this, I got good luck. Because it's just like, i got so much willpower, I'm not going to do it anymore. No, I'm telling you, you do this, you take the sword of the Lord, and you kill that enemy that keeps trying to get you on that computer or get you in that bar or whatever, whatever your addiction is. Begin to do this, and what happens is you begin to develop. Put my, don't take my trees down. Keep my trees up. <laughs> you begin to develop a healthy tree. Therefore, when the enemy comes in to tempt you, what happens is that you cannot be tempted because there's nothing to be found there. That tree now has become non-existent in your brain. Therefore, only the healthy tree, only, it will only go down the healthy tree and produce healthy fruit. All right? All right, so how to use the word of God. Number one, you want to write these down. Get your phones out. You want to pray and you want to ask God for his word that applies to your life, both the written and the prophetic. Number two, okay, pray, ask God for his word that applies to your life, both in the written and the prophetic. Number two, open your mouth boldly and speak it. Matthew, hand me one of those um, uh, storehouse prayer books. Should be right there. That's Bethany's. That's cool. All right. Um, so number two, um, you want to open... Not just the written word, but the prophetic word. And the Lord showed me this when he took me away on a sabbatical one time. Because nothing in my life was happening, and I was fasting and praying. And, I mean, I'm wrestling with the Lord. I'm contending. You know, I'm like, nothing still not happening. And he's like, <clears throat> so you need to do this. And I'm telling you, this is the easiest way to do it. This is key. I'm giving you a key to success, to be successful. There are so many promises over your lives. There are people in this room that are supposed to be multimillionaires. And you know that you're supposed to be multimillionaires. And look, it's not about money, but I'm telling you, God has called many people in this room to fund his kingdom in the coming days. 
So it's like, but how do I get there? Well, this is how you get there. So you got to open up your mouth and you've got to boldly speak it. Now, we've made these, these prayer journals for you, okay? Now, again, here's your sword. You can start with this, but a lot of this you can develop and make on your own, but you, or you can use ours because ours works. And you just have to get the word out, and you've got to put it in first person. So there's so many promises in this book to the body of Christ. He, he wrote down the whole thing is filled with, with all of the things, all of the desires that are in his heart for you and for this generation. And so we wrote them all down, or some of them, and, um, and said, okay, God, and it's all according to Scripture. So then you go halfway through um, and, and then we also wrote down a lot of prophecy about storehouse. So if you would please go through there and begin to declare those because you're part of our body. And so you're going to, whatever is promised to us, you get to benefit from. Okay. Then we left a place that's blank. And this is really a cool part of your journey. I don't know what the promises of God are for your life, but you do. So here's the thing about prophecy is that prophecy isn't for entertainment, you know. You're like, oh, God, talk to me. These are all the things that he said. Ooh, I had a dream. This dream was amazing. This dream was so good. Ba 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 I feel good about God because he feels good about me. And then it just like goes away. No, 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 no. That's a sword. It's a rhema sword, not a logo sword. Both are effective and both can be used to get you where you need to go. I have found primarily that the Logos word is great for renewing my mind. And I found that the prophetic word is mostly good for getting me where I need to go. Okay? So you got to write down all your promises and you got to put it in first person. Thank you, Father. You enter into his gates through praise and thanksgiving, okay? You're going to enter into his courts and his gates through praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, that you blah, 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 whatever it is that he said to you, okay? So you get that out, and guess what you do every day? You speak it out loud. During your prayer time, I'm telling you, you're like, well, this is stupid. No, it's not stupid. I'm telling you it works, I am, a, I am standing before you as a, as a testimony that this one thing changed my life. And Carolyn Leaf said that if you will do this for, what did she say, 21 days, then you'll start to see everything shift. I personally, depending on how messed up you are, and I was really messed up, <laughs> it took me longer than 21 days. <laughs> years. <laughs> but it works. So I will tell you this, if you'll do this for six months, every day, like you're taking medicine for cancer, I'm telling you, this right here will renew your mind. And so then the things that come in won't affect you the way that they used to. And you'll be like, wow, that used to make me mad. It doesn't make me mad anymore. Why? Because it's going down the good tree and not the bad tree. And then you begin to produce the fruit that's in your brain that is the good tree, and you begin to have this fruitful life of love, peace, joy, you know, you know it. It's in Galatians. All right, number three, 
Remember, it's not about sin. Declare the word, and the sin won't be a problem. It'll go away. So let's say that you have a problem with pornography, okay? Well, the Lord, what does the word say about, about purity? Begin to look and find what the word says. Look in your concordance. Find everything that the word says about purity and begin to declare those things over yourself and the truth of what God has said about holiness and purity and then begin to watch that tree, that production of holy and purity be developed in your mind. And therefore, when the enemy comes in to tempt you to do something that is opposite of the word, the word is there and that's the only place you can find because it defines you. It identifies who the truth is that you have been created to be. All right? Not your experience of of being caught up in pornography for years, but you're shifting yourself. You're shifting yourself and growing new trees. Now, it's the same with uh, uh, greed. It's the same with gossip. And let me tell you something. Oh, this thing that we're doing with Larry Sparks on, on this Saturday night. You've got to come to this. He's gotten a revelation from the Lord about Isaiah 6, about the coal being put to our mouths. And he feels like it's a time for impartation for the body of Christ to begin to get our mouths sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm coming because I need to be sanctified. All right, number four, um, speaking the word renews your mind and establishes truth. Okay. Number five, the enemy comes in with counterfeit words. You will begin to recognize them immediately as lies and you'll use the word to tear down the lie. The minute that he comes in, you'll be like, that's weird. I would never have that thought. That's weird. That's foreign to me. And you realize it for what it is. You don't think, oh, this is the way I am. This is my thought. You'll immediately recognize it as the enemy's lies. Number six. um, Again, you've got to be really careful not to get into the pity party um, because it will actually just create lots of drama. Um, And God's not going to do this part. You're going to have to do this part. You're really going to have to have some self-control, okay? Um, do you, do y'all remember that, that Saturday night live skit? Not that I watch that anymore, but back before I was saved, I used to watch a Saturday night live and, um, they used to have this show called the blamers. Do y'all remember that? <laughs> that was, it was hilarious. Right. And so they were like, I didn't do it. She did it. No, I didn't do it. He did it. I'm right. She's wrong. I'm right. She's wrong. If you're going to camp out in the right and wrong place, guess what tree is going to grow? God doesn't care about your right and their wrong. What he cares about is his truth. So bring the truth down. Begin to declare the truth over all of those arguments, and they will come down. No more drama. Number seven. When the impossible is delayed, your mind begins to get fearful, and the enemy says, you missed it. It's not going to happen. God is not good. That's when you get out your sword and you take down every thought that rises up against the word of God. Now, I want to tell you one more thing. Um, hold on. I've got like four more pages. <laughs> no, just kidding. I really don't. <laughs> um, 
A lot of times when you start to speak the word of God and you're creating the, the healthy trees in your mind, what happens is that what you're speaking is actually affecting the things around you as well. So the things that God has promised, you begin to speak this out. A lot of times if you have people in your life that are not sanctified, they'll begin to manifest. They'll begin to act the opposite of what the promise is. Or your circumstances will begin to look the opposite. And so everything will start to shake. And you're like, well, this isn't what God promised. This is where champions show up. Okay? Now, this is a husband and, can be a husband and wife thing. Not that we've ever had this situation. <laughs> Not us. But, you know, God's called us to pray for our wives or our husbands, you know? I mean, come on, not, not nag them. Can I get an amen? So you're like, well, if you'd just give me, a, my wife would just wouldn't, would stop acting that way, then I could be happy. Or I could get where I'm going in the Lord, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. So the truth is, is that if you will, if you will begin to say, okay, God, I need you to tell me about my wife or my husband, or Lord, I need you to tell me about my boss, or Lord, I need you to tell me, this is what you said about my career. This is what you said about whatever it is. All right. So whatever it is, you're going to start speaking the word over that. And so what happens is on your way, again, the land is occupied. Your wife or husband might have someone occupying their territory. Okay, I'm not saying they have a demon, but they actually could also have an unrenewed mind. So what happens is as you begin to declare the word over them, especially if you're married, it's just like them declaring the word over themselves because you're in covenant. Okay, so you begin to speak these things and, and what happens is they may start manifesting on you. So things may get tough before they get better. But when I start seeing stuff shaking, I'm like, praise the Lord. It's working. Not that it's not, but that it is. So what do I do? Do I pull back? No. I hit the accelerator, and I'm like hitting that thing every day, multiple times a day with the word of God, and it's like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And then all of a sudden, bam, there's breakthrough. And it is such a glorious breakthrough for them and for you. Amen? All right. Y'all still love me? All right, good. Now, during those seasons when things start to get difficult, you need to, you need to call your trustworthy, not your untrustworthy. Don't call those people that can't hold a secret. By the way, let's just go there for a minute. I'm telling you, God will tell his secrets to those that know how to hold the secret. If you are an information leaker, God is not going to give you any information. Leaders don't leak. The White House has figured this out. <laughs> Leaders don't leak. They hold something. So when your friend comes to you and said, will you partner with me in this, in this prayer? Then what happens is that you should be brought into something that you can hold. If this person is struggling, we don't go around going, oh, well, she's struggling. Let me just tell you all about it. No, we hold it. Unless they give you permission to say, I'm going to bring these other leaders into uh, uh, praying for you in order to help you and get you through this time and this season. So intercessors, bring them into it. Pray in tongues, but declare the word out loud. 
All right, amen. I only went 11 minutes over. Woo! So um, here's what we want. Uh, why don't y'all stand? Because I'm going to lead you in uh, just a prayer of repentance. And, uh, and just ask the Lord. Oh, oh, also, um, can y'all bring these up? Or we have these books available for everybody. Don't leave her without them, okay? I'll be calling you or sending one to your house if you don't get one, okay? This is an all-skate. Everybody plays because we all need our minds renewed because we're going into some really crazy time, and you can't be afraid, okay? Because in the times ahead, those who know how to wield the sword of God will be advancing the kingdom of God, Okay? So get this, um, I encourage you to, because this costs us a lot of money to make, so if you want to make a, a, a love donation, they're about $5 a piece, um, I would encourage you to uh, drop some money off in the box, or you can, oh, right here, you can, um, right here, you can drop a little coin or whatever you've got. There you go, thank you, darling. Uh, yeah, I took yours, you take mine. All right, so um, let me just pray. Uh, after I finish praying, you come get your uh, prayer book. And then if you need a prophecy, if you need healing in your body, we'll also have people that are up front that can do that. <sighs> Jesus, we just thank you for this hour. We thank you for the days that we are living in. God, I ask for everyone that's here and everyone that's listening online. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come? Okay, repeat after me. I repent. I turn from the ways of the earth. And I turn to the ways of the kingdom. God, teach me your way that I can enter into the kingdom and take the things of heaven and bring them to the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.